Greetings, wonderful people, and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy, and I'm so grateful that you have decided to tune in to Bad Thought Therapy. Tonight, I'm going to do a short and sweet. If you're new, welcome to the Bad Thought Therapy family, where we are learning and growing together. We're learning how to transform our bad thoughts into good ones, into better ones, And as I say many times on this show, remember your mind has thoughts just like a television has channels. There are many different thoughts. There are many different channels on a television. And you decide which channel you're going to watch on a television. And in the same way, you decide on which thoughts you are going to play out in your mind. Sometimes there are thoughts that pop up in our head It is like phenomena. Scientists don't really know why they pop up. However, they're there. We don't have to then meditate on certain thoughts. Dark thoughts may come, but they don't have to be amplified and they don't have to be controlling. And unless there is some real medical issue where there's some kind of physiological, biological situation where you need to see a medical profession, a lot of the mental health issues that we have can be solved by getting some bad thought therapy, getting some therapy for your thoughts. And I, um, something happened this morning. I was driving to work and, you know, I usually drive in silence or I pray. I might listen to NPR or, you know, something quietly, but I'm driving to work and I'm just sort of meditating, trying to get ready for the day because I'm a teacher and beside me, well, before I even get to the car, beside the car, I just hear all this noise. I just hear this booming, loud, you know, I don't even want to call it music, but noise that was just laced with vulgarity and profanity. And as I looked over to my right, I saw a young black male. And I thought to myself, you know, sometimes we're trying to figure out why our young men are doing what they're doing but it's because they're just inundated and filling themselves with filth. If you're listening to something and it's telling you to, you know, have sex, use drugs, engage in violence, and you put that's the only thing you're putting in you, then that's the only thing that's going to come out. And so when you look at the headlines and you look at what's happening, it's so clear. There's a correlation what you put in you is the only thing that's going to come out. So I noticed that some people, they're vulgar, they're short-tempered, they're nasty, they're profane. It's because they're not putting anything in them for good to come out. The, that vulgarity should not be on the surface. It's in all of us. We all are capable of using profanity or being vulgar, darker. We all are capable of that. But those things shouldn't be on the surface. So they shouldn't just readily come out when we, we're dealing with different situations. And I thought, it's early in the morning. It was like, it wasn't even 8 o'clock yet. It was like 7.30. And this is what he's listening to already. So I'm just imagining the day and how can you even have light in you if all you're listening to is garbage. Garbage is what's going to come out. So I challenge somebody who's listening to this to think about what you're listening to. Think about what you're reading if you are reading. Think about what you're watching. Think about 
the people you're around and what you all are doing together. I'm a little concerned because, I, again, I work with young people now and I, I see older people too. And I see the effects of when you don't take the time to put in good in you. And, you know, it, it's sad. You can tell people this, but it's almost like one of those things where you tell a child, don't touch the stove. Some will touch it and get burned and some will believe. And I'm just trying to tell you, your life can get better and you will feel better. You will do better. You will have more. You'll probably live longer, look better. All of those wonderful things if you begin to put better inside of you. So it's about what we're listening to, what we're watching, what we're reading, the people that we we spend time with. What are you letting yourself think about? You know, what are you focused on? And again, you have to be, you have to see your conscious mind there because you have one. It's there like a remote. And you can determine if I'm going to play this thought out over and over again, or I'm going to rewind or I'm going to think about something, or I'm going to fast forward, or I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to change the channel. I'm going to intentionally make my mind think of something else. And you need to have a bank of good thoughts. You need to have a bank of good memories. You need to have loving thoughts in you, positive thoughts, your dreams and your hopes. Um, and, and I'll be the first to say, you know, I can't sugarcoat it. Life is hard. But at the same time, life can be beautiful and it can be so fulfilling. But you really have to, there are times we have to dig deep to find those treasures. And so don't be afraid to do that. So I want to read, <coughs> excuse me, a short and sweet that I got today. It was really good. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. And I I don't know what it was. I had not, I don't know when the last time I was out and about on Valentine's Day. But yesterday I went to the grocery store. I was getting, went to the post office. I went to all these different places. But when I was at the grocery store, I saw all these people, you know, buying roses, these men buying roses for their wives or their significant others um, and chocolates. And there were people filled up, pulled up on the side of the road selling these little like gift baskets. And so I just forgot how, you know, big Valentine's Day is. And every year in my business, you know, I would see this if we were at the mall on Valentine's Day, then I would see it too. So it just hit me. So this one was about love. This short and sweet is about love. And I thought this was a really good one. And it is titled, it was, it is titled Love Can't Be on Autopilot. And I want to say I didn't write it. I don't know who the author is. We don't know who the author is. The person who sends them to me has shared that this is someone who attends our church. And during COVID, she started um, writing little messages to keep people encouraged. And it just continued. But this is a really good one. Love can't be on autopilot. It's easy to go on autopilot in a relationship, especially in your marriage. But it's not a one-time thing. It takes a lifetime to become one. That's because the person you married at 20 is not the same person at 30 or 50. You can't put your love on autopilot. You have to adapt, adjust, and recognize what their different needs are as they change, mature, and develop new interests. You can't treat them the same way. That's why some people break up. They're not bad people. They're just grown apart. They've just grown apart. They didn't change. They slept in the same bed, but they didn't stay connected. 
You haven't discovered all the treasures in the person God gave you to love. You've seen one stage, but they're going to blossom into new stages. Are you taking time to laugh together, to go on dates, to do new things? Are you keeping joy in your relationship? Are you keeping tension and strife out? Is it time to get plugged back in? God put you two together, so stay one. Here's the prayer for today. Father, thank you for every relationship that you have given me, and especially for my spouse. Help me to keep the joy and laughter and freshness in our marriage and never turn my love on autopilot. I commit my heart and soul to staying connected and one. In Jesus' name, amen. And the scripture reference for that was, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Ephesians 5 and 31. So this was really the the main audience was for married people. But I want to say something for just in general about love. For any relationship, it can't be on autopilot. So that's the first thing. Everybody is not married and everybody is not in a relationship, a romantic relationship. Um, But we do have relationships. We have relationships with um, our coworkers. We have relationships with our family members, our children, our parents, our siblings. So you can't have love on autopilot for any relationship. We all grow. We change. And I love what she said, because this is something that I say all the time. Life is really about adjustments. You have to make adjustments and each person has to do it. Because in any relationship that you have, if only one person is making the adjustment, then it's not going to ever be a healthy relationship. So for me, I just I'm going to be very candid. When I started teaching again, I had to make adjustments because number one, I had a business where I was sort of the boss. I was the boss, not sort of. I was the boss. I didn't answer to anyone but God, really. And so I had to humble myself and I had to realize, okay, number one, I'd been out of teaching for a couple of years. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, need, I needed to grow anyway. I loved teaching because I couldn't keep up. And so I just had to make a lot of adjustments in my mental energy, just like I tell you to change the channel and work through things, I had to work through it. But I had to make the adjustment in order to have a constructive relationship with the people I work with. And it's the same way if you're, you're trying to get along with your child, you're trying to get along with the parent, sibling, if you are in a marriage or you are in a romantic relationship, it matters. And this is why she hit on the head. This is really why a lot of people break up. Because if you are, it's going to be my way or the highway, and it's really unfair because we have to make adjustments and we have to accommodate and we have to compromise. And I'm not talking about where you sell your soul or you compromise in a way where you're neglecting yourself or you giving up something you shouldn't give up. What I'm talking about is when you get some of what you want, but not all of what you want, but everything is for the good of the relationship and for life. And I do believe, even though I'm a divorcee, I believe that life can be beautiful in a marriage. But the problem is usually, and this, she hit on the head, this writer hit on the head, is most people put their love on autopilot and they're not respecting the natural 
um, growth that all humans have or evolution, we are evolving and all of us have that. And so when people get so focused and fixated on the person being one way, then when they change and they don't make that adjustment to this being that's growing and changing and evolving and learning, we are the sum total of what we know and what we have experienced. And as we live, we two things happen. We learn more and we experience more. And so therefore, we're going to change because as we learn more about life and we experience more about life, then we're going to change. We're not going to remain the same. And hopefully that change is positive. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you'll meet people and you've known them for a significant amount of time and they're the exact same word exact same way they were 25 years ago. They have not evolved at all. And that is because they have not worked through it. Each individual person, in order to make the unit good or the group good or whatever you're trying to do, each individual person has to work out these different issues. And they have to sort them out inside in order to be able to get along with other people, make adjustments, like in my case, I was saying I had to humble myself and I had to, and of course, I would be the first to admit that, hey, I don't know everything. Um, I'm going to try to do my best, but I had to not resist someone trying to help me if they can, you know, if they can help me. Sometimes people are trying to help you and maybe you can, they can help you or maybe they can't, but you still have to be willing to humble yourself and listen and at least try to make an adjustment because that is how you have healthier relationships, period. So, and I just want to say, lastly, for people who are not in a relationship, those holidays are sometimes hard because when you're out and you're seeing, you know, I know a lot of single women and they want to be in a relationship. And I do believe that God's original design was for men and women to be together in holy matrimony and be married. However, you can't force that. You know, you can't make it happen. It's not like you can say, oh, I want to buy a coat and I'm going to go to Lima Marcus and get this certain kind of coat. Relationships involve two people making the choice to be committed. And for whatever the reason, this doesn't happen. And then when people do get committed, I just saw something last night. I think it was the author of the book, Crazy Love. She talked about her experience in her first marriage and why she allowed herself to be battered and abused by her first husband. And it was gross abuse and it was brutal. And she was trying to explain in this TED talk why she stayed. So you can be with a person, but just being with a person should never be the objective. You want to experience life to the fullest. And in order to do that, you really have to be with health, mentally healthy people. And that's just hard sometimes to find. It's very hard to find people who are making the intentional effort to be mentally healthy, to work through their issues. Many people, it's always the other person's problem. It's something, you know, it's somebody else. And you've heard this a million times. People have said it, that what relationships can do is they have the potential to help you to get better. But you have to be willing to see that person as a gift from God and you have to let them and really you have to do it with each other it has to be mutual you have to let that person help you 
And most people, they're not willing to do that. Either they're not willing to receive the help or they're not willing to make the adjustment or both. But that's how beautiful life can be when you can, you can look past a person's flaws and imperfections and mistakes, but you could see that they're making the effort to evolve and to grow and to learn. And I believe that relationships are so beautiful when they're like that. And, but the truth is, is that that's rare. That is rare. And it's rare because of, again, I've said it before, is because some people just will not surrender to God. They want to be the God. They want to have the power that God has. They want to be a deity in somebody's life. They want to have power. They want to have control. And they don't want to surrender. And they they don't want to be vulnerable too. And so you, you have different things going on. And therefore, in the end, some people will be by themselves. There's a difference between being alone and lonely. Some people are going to be really lonely at the end because they never made that adjustment. They were never able to not be self-absorbed and they did, they just couldn't try to focus on how to show appreciation for the blessing of someone in their life, someone that God gave to them and brought them together. And so therefore, they would just go from pillar to post because if, if a person is not willing to adjust and try to work on their bad habits and, you know, give up stuff, then they would, they just really not going to be in a relationship unless it's somebody who doesn't care about that. So if you smoke and you, you know, you don't care about smoking and trying to stop, then you can get with a smoker and y'all might be happy and just y'all smoke it first hand, second hand, third hand, you know, it might work out. But it's, it's, some, it's so interesting that a lot of times people don't want to be in relationships with people like them. That's what I find so interesting that they'll they'll try to get with somebody who's not like them, but really they could be happy. They just found somebody like them. If they watch porn, they need to get with somebody who watches porn. You know, I, although I recommend that's not good, but I'm just saying it just seems like people just want to be with people that they're not like. And then when those people try to help them to see the light and come out of darkness and it's like they resist. I don't know. It's it's so complicated. But anyway, as she said, going back, getting sidetracked, going back to the short and sweet, um, you can't have it on autopilot. You have to respect that people are going to grow. They're going to change. They're going to evolve. They're going to see things differently. And again, I think we're better off when we are in committed relationships, but God has to be in it and he has to be the guider and that's unfortunately that's why so many relationships fail because he's not in it and people use religion I'll say this religion is in a lot of relationships and is messing people up because religion for many people is based on a certain text and these texts are written by men And if you're reading the text, and I'm not saying they can't be used and they can't help people, but if you're reading the text, first of all, out of context, and you're not reading it in the right way or using the Bible or these other religious books in the right way, then it's never going to be good for the woman. There is going to be an oppression of the woman. And it will be, I just read something where somebody 
in some country, the woman was killed. And I'm trying to think it was because she had a boyfriend or she had gotten pregnant. Oh, I know. I didn't even want to read the whole article, but I think it was something like the parents of this person had found pregnancy tests. And apparently the young lady was not married and they found a pregnancy test. So they killed her. They killed their own daughter. And this is not uncommon. So you would think that with God, you know, they do it for religion. This is the irony of it all. They say they do these kinds of things for religion, but that's not religion. That's carnality. So that's man. If you want to just strike out at a person because they did something to you, then you're functioning at a very banal level because you're all in your carnality. It takes a much more spiritual energy to love someone when they have fallen short and to love them and have grace for them and to help them be better. That's real love. And love comes through God, through people, but from God. So I saw that, but this happens a lot. People get stoned, they get killed. Um, then in relationships in different religions, the woman is oppressed. And these men really believe that she is before she's a human and she has no dreams, no goals, no gifts herself, that every single thing she does is about him and, and, and pleasing him or doing what he wants. And I mean, it's just amazing. You'd be amazed. I've talked to a lot of different people and I it, it would shock you if you would understand how oppressed some people um, think that women are supposed to be. So religion doesn't work either unless you have someone who's reading the Bible are reading a religious text and using it in the right way. If a man were to read the Bible, read the Bible and take the lesson out of it, I guarantee you if they would use it the right way, most of them would say, you know what, I don't want to do like these men did. They mistreated women. They raped women. They didn't give women any respect. Let me do something different. Let me honor my wife. And you would think if they were reading it like that and God was in the mix, but it's not. Is is no he's no God is nowhere in when they're reading it he's not in their hearts their flesh is what is their God and what's dominating so it's that's bad too so y'all I me mean, I start off trying to be positive I just want you to know that you have love I'm gonna end with this you have love because you have God love comes from God it comes through people but the thing is if you don't have people it doesn't mean you don't have love because as long as you have a relationship with God, you will always feel loved. And everybody is loved in some way. You know, we, we get caught up like on those, like Valentine's Day, it seems like it's a romantic holiday. Although some of my friends text me and I text them, I love you and I do. And they're coworkers and they're friends. It's not romantic. Um, but you have to understand that love is not just romantic. It is also other things. It is just kindness. It is forgiving. It is warm. It is caring. All those wonderful things. And so it doesn't have to be a romantic love in order for you to feel love. I feel love. There are people that love me and I feel that. And I'm, I don't have to be in a romantic relationship to feel love and you don't either. And that's what I want to say to you. Make contact if you haven't. Make contact with the Most High God and his unfailing love will keep you and just guard your heart and your mind. And it, it like, like I said, life is hard, 
but yet it is so beautiful when you really discover the preternatural love of God. Well, that was my short and sweet. It ended up being a little longer, but this is wonderful. And I hope and pray that you will receive. It is about, it's a gift that you will receive the love of God that he has for you through his son, Jesus Christ. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Cherie Hardy. This was Bad Thought Therapy. Have a lovely evening. Take care.